Welcome into our lives. And welcome to the Expanders Club podcast. We're so happy to have you. Join us as we embark on a journey of deep exploration, soul searching, and asking the hard questions. With the goal of truly understanding the most aligned, empowered, and purposeful versions of ourselves. We want to live an extraordinary life, and we're willing to dig deep to find out what it takes. Buckle up, you're about to meet a new version of yourself, an extraordinary one. Dude, I am loving my new runner. I mean, 24, less than 24 hours it's been in my house, but it is so good. It just like makes me so happy to see and walk on and just is bringing it all together. Handmade, soft, thick, plush wool straight from Morocco. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Maddie and I own a business together, run a business together along with our wonderful co-founder, Jacqueline, and it's called Rome. And we import right now, we curate and import Moroccan textiles. The best rugs, like cream wool plush rugs and like vintage rugs, most amazing vintage poofs, big wool white poofs, vintage cushions or pillows. Actually, I'm obsessed. Just want my whole house <laughs> styled in them, decked out in them. And when people see them, they love them. They're like, I need this. Yeah. It's just like they are they are so nice. And that's why we decided to do that and bring them here. Um definitely for our own personal use. Um but to <laughs> share with share with friends too. Um but we just got an order in um well over the past few days it was a little bit of a fiasco one would call it a learning lesson um you know but the for us Rome often happens on the weekends and and evenings and so Maddie and I have had a couple late evenings managing this new order that came in but we finally got to see it last night and what do you think I mean this order is cool we've got some really cool curated items and I think our clients are going to be really happy with the ones we've picked out for them. There, I mean, now I remember the rug slugging around, lifting these giant heavy rugs. It is a workout, putting them, storing them in boxes, pulling them out, photographing them. I mean, it's labor intensive. Yes, it is, but it's so fun. And to think that these these items, like, are literally handmade. They we don't even know where they've been, the life that they've seen before mm. they get to us. And it's fun to like kind of daydream about that. I mean, you know a little more because you actually have been to Morocco and that's how this all started. But it is fun to like think about the adventures they've been on just to get to us. Yeah. The vintage rugs have been in Moroccan families' households for years and years and years. Like lived that's how they get to the state that they are. And then they've, yeah, they've had their own life story. I literally went into a storefront and they take you out the back and they've got all the huge rooms with rugs hanging everywhere. And I was like, I want that one. And it was just the rug that they have in their store that they have on the ground that's probably been walked on by so many feet. And to think of that, it's kind of disgusting, but also amazing. (laughs) You just come and you beat it all out. You beat it all its dust of its lifetime out and then it becomes yours and the story continues. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really cool. And it's been fun to have Bowie witness it. My two-year-old, she saw the – as soon as she got out of her crib um, this morning, I brought her to, like, see the rug in the hallway. And she was like, I love it. Like, she – it's <laughs> and to think, you know, she was a part of the – has been a part of our experience of, like, the unboxing of them and the phot- photography and just been around for it all. And to think, like, there's little Moroccan babies crawling around and playing on this stuff. And now she gets to – and to watch us build something from scratch, something that was literally an idea a few months ago after your trip into – building a business of three friends collaborating and bringing beautiful things into their lives and you know the lives of anyone paying attention to us like it's a it's been really cool to think of it from that perspective as well Mm. and it's special we're bringing it directly from Morocco like the artisans that are hand making these bringing them down to the town each week and then we're able to get them here which I think is just People don't really understand the stories behind the rugs and the the effort, the time that's been put into these women handmaking these rugs. And I hope they know how much we appreciate them. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't wait for us to go on a trip there someday. Maybe we'll make it a retreat so listeners can come along with us and like get to shake the hands of these women that are literally working for months on a single rug. Like it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Morocco twenty twenty five. It's happening. Let's do it. All right. And with that, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Expanders Club podcast, episode four. Episode four, the T number two, which is the short episodes by Brooke and I, where we have a little chit chat, little catch up, just an opportunity for you guys to get to know us better, which I'm sure you're really excited about. <laughs> and we're sharing, you know, some along the way, we'll share certainly what's on our mind, but we've, you know, we picked up a lot of tips and hacks and learnings along our path currently. And a reason we're doing this podcast is to continue to pursue those things. So just bringing the lessons, learnings, thoughts that are top of mind to you guys, hopefully in a really easy, accessible and fun way. And so and and maybe even some real tea, you know, depends, depends on what's going on in our lives. You guys, you guys will be the first to know anything fun and interesting, we promise. So with that, let's get in. Let's get into the fun stuff. Today, we're going to introduce a segment that we are calling Loving and Learning. Mm-hmm. And what have you we're got? Each- <laughs> we're just going to share something that we're loving and something that we're learning my loving, let's start with our lovings first, um, because I think that's, they're fun. And my loving kind of has to do with what we're talking about starting a podcast. So, mm. which by the way, hold on before we go into it, how, you know, we've been a week out in the world of like fully having episodes live. We launched our first three episodes last Thursday. Um, you know, we're out there. It's happening. It's official. Like how, how has it been for you, Mads? <laughs> it has been, I would say, a week of some of the biggest growth, personal growth, just like it has just happened. And it was also such a blur off the back of me recovering from a trip to Mexico. And then it just was happening. We're like, we're doing this, no holding back. We're all in. And 
I just fought through any resistance of self-doubt and fear and worrying what people thought. And I was like, you know what? I feel full. I'm just fully surrendering here. And it actually feels really good, really freeing. And once you do something like this, something that you see as hard, a challenge, something that you didn't think you could do, once you do it, you're kind of like, whoa, what's next? Yes. 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 I love that. I've been feeling that too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, it's like momentum, right? It's like, mm. whoa, I just did something big that has been like on my mind. Having a podcast has been something that's come up for me different, many different times over the years, but not much further than that thought or the daydream about it, you know, no steps in putting it together or really getting organized or probably because I just didn't believe that I could do it. I'm not sure. Um, and divine timing and all of that, but it's like, yeah, momentum. I've put something out there, proven that I can do it. And, and as you know, it was a lot of steps and a lot of work to even like just publish (laughs) podcast episodes, (laughs) um, and curate, create a brand around it. So momentum feels good. And it's just reinforcing and using that muscle of like reinforcing the thought of like, I can do and create anything. And it takes Mm -hmm. away starts to chip away at the limiting beliefs around some other things that might be on the list. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like, okay, cool. I can do this. I can do it. What else can I do? Yeah. And I'm excited. Uh, me too. I've been really grateful for the support too from our friends. Like, you know, hopefully eventually it will be mostly not our friends listening, but um, currently I think it is a lot of our friends are the people closest to us. and. It's been cool to see receive text messages and about people listening and like start a conversation that's a little bit deeper than I've had would normally have with some people that is like what's what an episode or what a what a topic is bringing up for them um mm. and have it have a conversation around it and that has been cool and that's you know one of the biggest reasons we want to do this is for conversation and the growth or the growth of the collective and building a community around this idea of like growth and these deep conversations. So it's pretty cool to see it like naturally doing that right away. Yeah. It's creating that safe space for people to actually open up and be vulnerable. It's like, Oh, it's so good to hear you say that and speak through your struggles and these and people give people the opportunity to relate. Yeah. Yeah. I think the relating thing is big and you know, even us sharing our stories, I think it helps. I I know it's helped. It, it as you know, it was a little bit hard for me. And even watching, like, I I've only listened to episode one once, um, because it was hard, a harder episode for me. But even and even the clip that we shared to, um, on social mm-hmm. media to share about it, like even watching that, I've like cried many times just watching that because I like see even today, you know, recording or a few weeks ago when we recorded that I just still see a like broken heartbroken human sharing those things so that's been hard but also like freeing too yeah it feels like a big step it feels like you're just allowing yourself to open up tell the story and it's just allowing you to yes be vulnerable which is probably has been the hardest thing for you yeah yeah, and who knows what it, what it will lead to, and many pieces of my different pieces of my story, and but especially that it's like there has to be a reason 
that all of that yeah. happened, you know, and I don't know what that reason is at the moment. Um, but maybe through sharing it, it will reveal itself. And I, I did have a couple people reach out and say, like, I can really relate and like, was you know, I know we've all faced childhood trauma in some way or another. So, um, you know, maybe by sharing the story, it will reveal itself on why it happened and how it's supposed to, you know, help the greater good. Yeah, I bet so many people are going to step up and say it relates. So that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So actually, part of my loving has to do with the launching of the podcast. Um, and something that I have been loving, and I'm I'm not super surprised about this, but it's been really cool to see, um, to experience it in real time and then process it is the opportunity to gush over people and how incredible they are. So we've recorded a few more episodes than we've released yet and a few more interviews than we've released. And that's where it really happens. And and this past week, I recorded one with someone who, who I really admire and I'm, you know, friends with and it's just a natural space where we get to share, we get to highlight someone and be like, and reinforce like, hey, you are amazing. And you're doing amazing things. And look at this awesome thing you did. And one, I think that's a natural thing for both you and I, but I don't think it plays out in life as often, Mm -hmm. or at least not in as big of a way where it's like this really, this really good energy boost for for both sides but obviously inviting guests onto a podcast we're inviting them on because we think they're interesting and cool and incredible and then we get to say that in a million different ways through the episode and definitely close you know closing out the episode with how great they are and i am really enjoying the opportunity to do that because everything i've said has been so genuine and i've really meant it and really think it and i want to bring that into life more mm-hmm. like gushing over people making them feel good not because not for the sake of making them feel good but like just really openly sharing how amazing i think they yeah. are and celebrating them yes because people i mean it's hard to do these things and we clearly think they're people that have done done a great job and done something amazing enough to get recognition and that they've got an interesting story and it could be anything it's over building a business or creating a lifestyle that seems desirable or just overcoming a hard thing like all of these things are achievements to be celebrated well and I think that actually you look around and certainly the lives we've built but like everyone has something that should be encouraged or empowered or celebrated and so taking the moments, you know, the, the, like I said, the podcast is a platform to celebrate people essentially and like boost, boost up and share about what they've done and accomplished. But like just taking that into my day to day and real life and sharing with the people that I interact with every day, my husband, you, my other friends, like how great they are, how incredible they are, like making sure that they feel empowered in life and are proud of their achievements and just like bringing that language into conversations a bit more and when I see my friends and and interact with them you know I think I think it's important and I just don't 
having the opportunity to do it, I realized, man, there's a lot of people that I want to gush over and I don't. And, you know, some of that's my own walls and stuff, I'm sure. But like starting to lean into it now and do it, do it more in life. Mm, That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. So get ready, Maddie. I'm going to have so many nice things to say to you. (laughs) I'm ready for you to gush over me. (laughs) Celebrate me, baby. Yes, I will and do. And it usually comes once a year in your birthday card, but I'll I'll work (sighs) it in more often. (laughs) I can't wait. Genuinely. All right. How about you? What's your loving? Ooh, what's my loving? Okay. Well, I mean... Wow, it has been an amazing week loving the podcast, starting the podcast. It has been so fun. But aside from that, in my life, I have been mixing up my exercise and I've been getting back into weights and I'm loving it. I quit doing weights when I, I think at the start of COVID, I like was going to a weights gym and I left and I started just doing outdoor activities like swimming and surfing and running and hiking and cycling and really got into that and then got into a yoga practice mm-hmm. and then Pilates. Like That's probably been my more consistent over the last few years. And I know you just know the benefits of doing weights, right? So, so good for the longevity of your body, strengthening your muscles, your bones, et cetera. It's like, okay, I in my head was like, I'm just not a strong person though. Like I'm mm. just got this long, lanky yoga body. And if I try and do a weight, I'll snap my back. <sighs> but I was like, no matter, you got to go do this. So shout out to Sweat60 because I'm back at it. Woo. And with Kevin <sighs> Court and it's feeling so good. And I'm like, I like this to actually be lifting weights again. I'm like, I can do hard things. Yeah. It's good. It feels really good to feel strong. <laughs> it really does. And you, you, it's a ripple effect because you're, you just feel it in your body so much more. You're like, whoa, my muscles feel sore. And so then you prioritize resting them and then mm-hmm. you eat well and you like want to fuel your body in a really good way. I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to focus on like getting protein smoothies in and I'm just going to eat all my veggies and just really eat clean like it's just motivating yeah there are a lot of stats around um building muscle and weight training for women and how it relates to longevity and general health um i don't have any of those stats memorized but um recommend a google search if you're looking to be motivated (laughs) um but i i think it's really important and especially as you get older and you think about you know we're we're not old at all by any means but like you just think about how as you age like you want to be strong and powerful and like how many mishaps or health things can happen from not feeling being strong and powerful so like there's no better time to start than right now yeah exactly I mean as you start to get into your later 30s and your 40s yeah your body starts depleting so I want to get as strong as possible and maintain that so I love that loving that good I'm I'm feeling that too that is not that I've taken action on that I'm haven't been lifting weights yet but I'm I'm like thinking about getting back into a gym or you know I would love to come work out with you and Kevin once in a while um I trained with him like a decade ago and it was I felt really strong 
Um, yeah. And oh. it's, I like going to the gyms that take it slow so that you mm-hmm. can really concentrate on your form because a lot of these hit classes these days are such fast pace, pace throwing weights around. And I'm like, you're going to put your back out. I like the way that they do it nice and slow and controlled. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's part of my goals for my, you know, my MILF era is <laughs> get some strength training and, and. Brooke, I will say we've had a bit of feedback on the MILF, MILF era. We have. And I think, I mean, people are asking if I know what it means. Like they did ask if you know what it means. Can you define uh, it? I know exactly what it means. People. Please say it for the people. <laughs> MILF. Yeah. Ma- I, I mean, you guys know what a MILF is, and I know what a MILF is, and I'm about to be one, so watch Self-proclaimed <laughs> MILF is... I'm on my way to MILFing through life, and like, you know... How does Dennis for, feel about this? For everyone's enjoyment. I mean, <laughs> Dennis, you know, 15 years in, he knows me. Nothing shocks him. Like... <laughs> He's just, he just goes with it, you know, but I think he'll be, I mean, you know, hopefully he's attracted to me as is, but I mean, who doesn't want their wife to look like a MILF? So I think he's good with it. (laughs) Oh, we're ready for it. Hopefully he's getting on that DILF train too. You know what I mean? Oh, he better not slow down. (laughs) Hey dogs. Keep up with your lady. Oh, oh okay. all right. <laughs> Moving right. on. Brooke, are you ready to share, share your learning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So learning is I am learning to listen to my body, which I, I guess is, it's funny. It's kind of aligned with what you were saying you were, um, you were loving is it, it's somewhat aligned. I, you know, if you haven't listened to episode one, go ahead and do so. You could imagine from my past, like at a pretty young age, I kind of disassociated from my body. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people have had that experience and then just have operated through life like a brain, a mind and a body separately. And my mind has always been incredibly powerful. And my body, I've felt less so like there have been so many times in life where I'm like, so frustrated with my body holding me back being tired being sick um getting migraines um coming down with these illnesses that I couldn't figure out what they were probably triggered by me disassociating from my my body for so long actually and I'm I'm done with that and I think you probably know this as well as I do like in order to truly heal grow thrive the mind, body, soul, all things need to really be working together. Mm-hmm. And I've had some proof of that. You know, I've, I've been willing to pay attention a bit more lately and really trying to listen to my body and, and what it has to say. And like a really easy example of actually like the perfect perfect moment. So this morning I was going around about my morning rituals, trying to think about thinking about what I was going to talk about. I I had my loving for today, trying to think about what my learning was. And I was like, man, I just can't think of like, I just, it just wasn't coming to me. Like, obviously I'm doing a ton of 
self-care. I'm operating in this world as a human. Like we're learning shit every day, right? <laughs> and I couldn't think of anything. Then I got in the cold plunge, which is a part of my morning ritual. And for anyone who's experienced a cold plunge, even if you haven't, everyone's experienced very cold water, right? Like you want to talk about getting in your body. That gets you in your body in a freaking second. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Because your body's screaming and shouting at you, right? So I'm in the cold plunge for, I do like a little over three minutes. And all of a sudden I'm in my body and like all of these learnings are coming to me. Or I'm like, okay, now I'm going to have to pick like between now 20 of these things that I'm obviously learning. And it just was a moment where it's like, duh, when the mind and body are working together, everything's just so much clearer, so much more powerful. And without that, like you're just, you're just like, I feel like sometimes like I'm just floating through the day operating like up here above my head and kind of dragging my body along. So it's something I'm, it's going to take some work, obviously 30 some years of undoing this disassociation. Um, but I just have seen in little moments have seen the power and it's so crazy. It's for me, it comes up. It's, it's almost like the body like speaks to me, you know, I have like the mind in one ear and the body in another. And historically I've just, I guess, ignored the body, but like, instead of like, glazing over those comments from the body just listening and they're like okay cool I'm I should slow down today I am really exhausted I should get out and go for a walk I you know and I have seen little examples of it just being so much more powerful and I'm excited to slow down be present pay attention to that and really really give my body the attention and love that it deserves and the gratitude it deserves for maybe the first time in life so important the body tells us so much like we if we listen to it it's it literally has the answers for mm. us and you just have to slow down because we're so in our heads we wake up and we're like we've got to do this 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 and this and we're just forcing 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 ourselves in front of the computer and I can look at my desk and be like okay what have I got to do and sometimes it's just overwhelming and in a second open up my laptop, my phone, I'm distracted. Yeah. So I've been finding it so beneficial to, you know, start the day if I'm not doing my, you know, morning gym session or maybe additional two, just go for a neighborhood walk with no phone. And I love that. Yeah. Just take in your surroundings, looking up to the sky, like noticing things that I've never noticed. I mean, I just love checking out all the houses in Venice, walking mm -hmm. down all the little laneways. And even if I start the walk in a bit of a, my mind's everywhere, by the end of the walk, everything's so clear. It all comes to me. I'm like, oh yes. Okay. That's what I have to do. And then if I did this and I could do that and oh my gosh, and yes. things just make sense. And I'm like, I come back in the house, clear headed. I'm like, all right, let's sit down and let's do it. Yeah, totally. I love the walk, the morning walk. I, I don't know if it's right to admit this, but I, I love, I love looking in people's windows, like not in a creepy way, <laughs> but I love like the feeling of getting a glimpse of life of like someone living their life. That's not mine. Um, Is that creepy? It sounds really creepy. No, not. Are you kidding? I'm obsessed. I literally walk and I look into every single person's home. <laughs> Like looking in their front yard, I'm like, how much can I look at before they notice me? Yeah. 
oh my God, I'm snooping on people's lives. I'm imagining my life. I'm like, okay, I'd like mm. my house like that. Oh, I like what they've done here. Oh, I wonder what their life is like in there. And I'm so snoopy. But we, it almost makes you not feel so alone. You're like, everyone's got their little life yeah. and you're just kind of seeing what they've created. And it's really nice to just like take that in because when you're just sitting at home, working from home all day on your own, you're so separated. So I think it's nice to go and appreciate that. Yeah. I think it can be expansive moments, right? Like don't, let's not be like creepy, stalkerish, pervy, but like you see (laughs) someone in there cooking a meal for their kids and you're like, cool, I couldn't, I'm excited for that era in the future or, you know, so yeah, great. Thanks for making me feel normal with that because Dennis like, calls me, <laughs> Dennis calls me out. Maybe I'm lingering too long, but every time he's like, "You just love looking into people's windows." I'm like, I mean, yeah, if they're you know they're giving us a straight shot, might as well look. <laughs> I know. I've discovered the the all the little laneways in Venice, which go between the houses, and you can see into their backyards, and you get a better view. They're oh, more exposed. Cool. Oh, backyards are a fun one to to like get a glimpse of too. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big backyard <sighs> viewer, peeker, <laughs> creeper, <laughs> <laughs> creeper, creeper is the word. Okay, we are not advocating stalking or stalking. creeping on your neighbors. You know, just quick glimpses, guys. Twenty second, maybe twenty seconds might even be too long. I don't know, but it's funny because when I used to sit on my front deck and my. Sh- hedge was not big enough yet and people would walk past I'd be like don't fucking look at me this is my private place (laughs) and then I go and do that oh well thanks for validating that for me what is your what's your learning this week my learning is an interesting one I am learning to navigate my relationship with alcohol Mm -hmm. and this is been I mean it's been a big journey and I think a lot of people deal with this I feel like I talk to a lot of people about this and I at the start of COVID I quit drinking alcohol because I realized it was because I wasn't missing out on anything anymore and so I was Mm. like oh I'm not missing out so what's the point in drinking like I'm not just drinking for the sake of drinking I was only drinking to get involved and have fun with people So it was a really easy decision to quit drinking when nothing else was happening. Right, right. (laughs) I was like, okay, perfect because, you know, I've got massive fear of missing out, which I've been better at working through. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) It's a work in progress. Has to do everything always. (laughs) And But at the same time, I was like really wanted to know how good I could feel and not having it in my life for at least a couple of years, I became addicted to how good life felt without it, mm-hmm. to feel so just in control of my health, just not ever having something that would hold me back and impact me and make me feel shitty, hungover, etc., draining. And I got to a place where I was like, yeah, this is it, right? This is my lifestyle without alcohol. And then, you know, life happens and there's certain social events and things where alcohol is involved and for most for the most part my friendship group here in LA are pretty alcohol free like I don't feel like I'm so surrounded by alcohol so it's pretty easy for me to dodge it 
And so maybe I'm a bit on my high horse, like, oh, it's easy to live without alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's so much you can do. But yeah, my friendship group just does, we do so many other activities. And then there's opportunities and situations where alcohol is the very, the center of the activity and yep. it's focused. Yeah. And this was, this happened for one of my best friend, Leisha's bachelorettes in Cabo two weekends ago, which I mentioned which was a big drinking-focused weekend. As one would expect. As one would expect. And I've realised, I think I've dodged a lot of weddings and bachelorette parties and things like that because I've, I live away. And so mm-hmm. I didn't go to a lot of my friends' weddings and things back in Australia. And so I guess I just haven't dealt with it as much. But when you're put in that situation... It is really hard to stay consistent with your values. You don't really want to drink or get so, you know, doesn't feel so great. And at the same time, you want to get involved and have fun. So I was reminded of what it was like to be faced with that. And we definitely had fun. And... Drank Did a lot. you go into it being like, okay, cool, I'm I'm gonna drink and just do it is what it is, or did you go into it thinking like I'm gonna go to this bachelorette party in Cabo and not drink? No, I planned to go in and I was like, I will drink. I surrender to the fact that I'm gonna drink this weekend, but I'm going to control how much I drink, and I know that I could have one or two drinks. And still mm-hmm. get involved, still have a good time, still show up as myself. And I was okay with and, that. And how did that go? The moment we got off the plane, there were tequila shots. And straight back at the house, the girls had bought a bottle of Mezcal. And I have to admit, Mezcal is my weak point. I yes. just love Mezcal. So I was like, oh, I'll make Mezcal margaritas for everyone. And I was like, this is just the best and we got straight into it non-stop next thing making daiquiris like what and just going for it going out to the restaurant being like yeah spicy margaritas like everything so safe to say girl got lit and (laughs) (laughs) had a good time like 25 year old maddie dancing on tables like tequila shots don't give up so (laughs) Like up till 5 a.m. like drunk. I genuinely, genuinely can say I have not done that in years. And I suffered. (laughs) The following (laughs) week was painful. It is one bad decision after another. Yeah. Yeah. It spirals. You eat like crap. You sleep like crap. You then can't get back into your exercise routine. You lack motivation. It's like harder to focus. Mm -hmm. You get the sugar craving in the afternoon, which used to be margaritas by the pool in Mexico. And now it's like, what can I consume that's going to fuel me because I'm so addicted to it. And my skin was way worse. It was dry. I broke out. My stomach is just bloated, just not good. And I'm not here to say alcohol is the devil, but it's certainly having been off it and then bring it back in. I'm, I mean, I can't lie. Like that affects you so much. And I really, really noticed that these past two weeks. 
Yeah, it's wild. And well, one, I saw the difference in you just interacting like you're you had a really bad attitude. I was <laughs> a bitch kidding. last week. You, you were a little bit <laughs> off. We'll say we'll say off. Um, I'm like, Maddie, what's wrong with you? And I literally threw a bit of a tantrum and I was like, oh, I just, I'm over it. And then I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having a little rage because of this post-alcohol bender. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. It's, you know, once in a while thing, but it's so, I think it's, it's really cool to understand the difference and to then like reinforce kind of the reasons that you're not drinking. It just like makes that muscle stronger if that is the route you want to go and cut alcohol out. It's a good little memory to store in in your in the back of your brain of like, hmm, let me just rejog my memory on if this is actually worth it. Totally. And I actually think that I would do that at least, you know, once a year to remind myself why I don't drink alcohol. I mean, it's so <laughs> fun. It is fun. It's worth it in that sense. But then the recovery is the reminder. And then you're like, okay, now I can get back on my health train and look after myself. Yeah. I think one thing that I would encourage you to remember is you are fun. You're so fun no matter what. And I would guess if you were in that situation and didn't drink, you probably still would have had like 95% of the amount of fun because of the energy of the other, the rest of the crew, the, you were in Cabo. Like I, I would be really curious to see the actual difference like you're not gonna go and not have any fun at all because you're not drinking right yeah and the thing is I know that about myself that has been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned genuinely that you don't need to drink to have fun I don't need to drink to have fun I actually like myself as a person better without alcohol 100% I used to drink to think that I needed liquid courage you know I needed that boost but no, I can walk into a room without alcohol and have a great time, walk up to anyone and have a chat. That doesn't phase me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been off, off alcohol too for over a year, like 14 or 15 months. Who's counting? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember it very specifically because it was a situation where the worst, you know, kind of similar to you, way less fun. I wasn't in Cabo, but it was a girlfriend's birthday party and had the worst hangover of my life and I'm like I'm 37 or you know 36 however old I was then I have a kid like I can't afford to have a day where I feel off and let alone like I threw up 10 times insane insane and my body was just like no why are you doing this you know I was detoxing from mold mold exposure at the same time I have Lyme disease so dealing with a lot of that stuff and my body was like poison that was a very good example of my body being like hell no I'm not taking this anymore and let me just hammer home that point to you um you know my body was dealing with enough toxins at the time and then I'm by choice putting in this this toxin of, of alcohol and I had many times before wanted to quit drinking or not drink and I'm not a person who drinks a lot anyway like I would be, you know, I can have one drink, two drinks max and have a good time. Or a lot of times, even in social settings, I just won't and will say no, but could never like fully commit to not, mm-hmm. not drinking at all. And so this, my body was put its foot down literally and was like no more alcohol. And I quit then and alcohol really for like 
And that was right before the holidays, which is a hard time to quit. But literally for six to eight months, alcohol sounded so disgusting to me. My body literally had a physical reaction seeing it or thinking about it. And so that helped to make it easy. But then you start to feel really good. And you start to do other, incorporate other things to, you know, get toxins out and make yourself feel good. And you form a routines in the morning and at night. And you're like, well, I'm not sacrificing my morning routine or my time or the productivity I want this day. I'm not sacrificing that for alcohol. Um, And a few hours of like, you know, feeling good and having drinks with friends. And then it just starts to become really easy to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, I, once you experience how good you can feel with alcohol, without alcohol consistently, you just know your potential. It is hard to go back to it. You're like, I know in my whole heart that I will feel better if I don't have this drink and I can wake up tomorrow and I can achieve all the things that I want to achieve. And I'm still going to be my fun version of myself tonight. And that is generally more often my choice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's me now navigating my relationship with alcohol because I will say after having that big weekend, the following weekend, I then had a friend's birthday and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just have an orange wine, which I don't drink wine anymore because I find that the hardest to break down. That 100% affects my sleep and actually hit me. I had one glass of wine and the next day I was like, I know that I drank last night and that's crazy to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, the next night I said yes to two cocktails and my cousin was visiting. <laughs> Damn, Maddie, what is happening? It's kind of like a spiral effect. And I can genuinely say, I'm like, okay, now I'm not drinking until I go to Australia in three weeks. A hundred percent. I won't drink until I go to Australia. That's easy. I'm going to do that. I say that now, but I'm then getting to Australia drinking. You always know this. My friends back there, drinking is way more part of the lifestyle. Yeah. Everyone's going out for drinks. It's just, even my family's like, why aren't you drinking, Maddie? Have a drink. And so it's harder to get my head around. And I, I think it's just comes down to me being so strong in my values of being like, no, Maddie, you remember why you don't do this. And maybe you, you need like it. a mantra for the moment. I don't know what it would be, but like maybe you need something for the moment to to like quickly snap, you know, similar to like me in the cold plunge where I'm like, I can do hard things. Maybe there's a mantra for your the moment that you are in that decision of like ordering a drink or friends asking you for a drink. Maybe there's a quick mantra that can snap into your head and be like, mm. you know, you know, there's I do love this. So there's this really cool non-alcoholic brand out here actually I mean there's so many but it's called Hio and I love the Hio drinks shout out to those guys and the H-I-Y-O I learned that it stands for happy in your own oh and I really love that they were college kids who had a lot of alcohol abuse in their families and so they saw that college was such a drinking culture and they wanted to find a way to still feel included without having to drink. And so they created this non-alcoholic seltzer, which tastes great, got nice, all these adaptogens in them, et cetera. And it's just about realizing to be happy in your own, happy in your own skin. And I think that comes up for me. It's just if I can be like, no, Maddie, stay strong. It's more than just like how I show up in the moment, but then how I show up just 
in my values. If I can be like, hey, no, I'm not drinking, maybe another person would be like, oh, wow, she's been able to say no. I can say no. And it would just be a ripple effect. Yes. It's an expansive moment for yourself and for others. And there's no, you know, I've seen this in my life and my husband, Dennis, who still drinks, but if I was lecturing him on like, don't drink, it's not good for you. I don't want Mm -hmm. you to drink anymore. Any of those things like literally would not fly as it wouldn't with most people, right? Like that's not going to resonate with people. But I've seen by me cutting out drinking and one, there's like less of less opportunity to drink, right? Because he's not going to drink by himself, but he's come around to drinking way less. And I've heard him say a few times, like, I don't, I'm not going to do this because I don't want to be, I don't want to be put in a situation where I'm going to be pressured to drink or I don't want to hang out with this person. And he's just cut so much of it out of, out of his own life. So it's been, you know, I think that's a way we, you know, it's leading by example and can be an expansive moment for someone else and make them think. And so how powerful is that? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, hopefully you can carry that with you and know that we'll all be rooting you on to not be, not be sipping on cocktails while you're in Australia. Oh my gosh. It's going to be the challenge of all challenges, but I'm up (laughs) for it. We'll see how we go. Happy in your own. My mantra. I love it. Happy in your own. And it's so, you know, I am in such a bubble because I find myself with with the drinking and not drinking, like being surprised to see people drink, especially people that are successful or elevated. And to give you an example, first of all, confession, I am obsessed with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the love story. What? Really? Yes. Yes, oh, baby, just so cute. I'm just so into it. Well, I love love. Like deep down, secretly, I love love. This is it's such a fun story. I actually was I'm, have never been into Taylor Swift musically. Not that I don't like her songs. I just like haven't exposed myself to them or followed them or. But now I do, and <laughs> <laughs> and Travis Kelsey I knew before because he's a pretty well-known football player, and my husband's so Dennis is so into football, and so I knew him before. And just like literally, if you go to my Instagram, my search is it's all Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Like it, the the automatic videos that pop up, it's just them, and that is my guilty pleasure. I've been sitting there watching like them interact, and like. It's just so cute and sweet and like it's embarrassing. I'm not into pop culture at all. Like I am pretty naive on most pop culture, but this has just got me. I'm I'm living I for it. it. I get it. It is kind of amazing. It's an amazing story. I was loving that my um the guy that fills up my water yesterday or whatever, I I was talking to him and he was like, how's your Super Bowl? And I was like, oh, I have to admit, I didn't watch it. And I was like, what about you? And he's like, yeah, we watched it. It was pretty fun. But we just played drinking games. Every time Taylor Swift was on the TV, we took a shot. And I was like, people are just obsessed with T-Swift. That oh, was I mean, big she's, incre- she's incredible. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know her personally, but like just like the the things she's done for the economy everywhere she goes and like she is a badass and that's something pretty cool. But what I was leading to, which you obviously didn't see because you didn't watch the Super Bowl and, and I actually didn't see it in real time either. It's in my Instagram I've, where <laughs> I've been fed all these videos. But there's a video of her. Um, the Jumbotron goes on her and, and her friend and she slams down a beer. She chugs a beer. 
oh. for the jumbotron. I mean, I, I assume it's a beer, it's a beverage, and like in the Jeez, in the notes, you dirty it's dog. I I know, and I was just like, whoa. Like, are people still doing that and consuming alcohol like that? And especially someone that's so busy. She freaking flew from, she was doing her tour in Japan, flew from Japan to the Super Bowl. Like, I think she was in Japan performing like the night before or something and then to the Super Bowl. And then who knows, she probably has to go back to Japan. Like, girl does not have time for a hangover. No, apparently she does be because girl just canceled her Australian tour post-Super Bowl because girl's got a week-long hangover. She said she wants to hang out with Travi. No. (laughs) I think that's what I saw on the news. Oh, my God. I think Australia's pissed. This is either true or we're spreading a really terrible rumor. Um, But, yeah, you can't do that. A whole country is now going to hate Travis Kelsey. Because they don't get their Taylor Swift. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Maybe they're, like, on drugs. What if they're doing drugs? What if there's this whole thing? (gasps) That is wild. Yeah. Okay. I'm not fully sure if it's canceled, but... Okay, Maddie's looking it up. Well, anyway... The Batuta Batuta Advocate says it was, which... um, I don't know what that is, but oh, it's an <laughs> we'll am- hilariously amazing Instagram account. You've got to watch Australian humor. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, this is wild. Taylor Swift might need an intervention, and we might be the ones to do it. T Swift, if you're listening, put down, I put down the booze. I'm sure she is. <laughs> Obviously, she's listening. Um, put down the booze. You're better than that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Show right, the well, kids. That- Be a good influence for the kids, all right, T. Yeah. If anyone if any of you know Taylor, pass this along to her. Let her know we love her and we believe in her. Um and she can do it. She can she can do this life without alcohol. Oh my gosh. Can we do this life without alcohol? We're gonna prove it. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And and to each their own. Do what works for you in moderation drinking all the time if that works for you whatever you want we're just here to share our experience and you know the comparison of what we've experienced before I mean I grew up I started bartending at the age of 18 um so I've been around a lot of alcohol and I've had I could do 32 car bombs (laughs) at one point 32 do you know what a car do you understand what a car bomb is can you explain it to me Okay, so this is probably, I was probably 21, 22. So listen, okay. I, in New York State, where I'm from, you can work at a place and serve alcohol when you're 18, but you can't drink legally until you're 21. Well, when I was 19, I got a job at a place as a bartender. I like lied and said I had bartending experience. I had none, which they knew immediately, like once they hired me in my first day and I like couldn't open a beer without a twist off top I had never even seen a beer that didn't have a twist off top um so (laughs) they knew right away luckily I was cute and fun and spunky um but I got a job at a place that I had already been drinking at so I had lied to them as a customer and said I was 21 so when I got the job I think I must have been being paid under the table so they obviously didn't get my ID and stuff when they hired me So when I got the job, I had to lie and say that I was 21. So I was 19 saying that I was 21. (laughs) I I worked at this place for like three or four years. So every birth, I literally held on to this lie the entire time that I worked there. I would meet new customers. 
we would get into my age. Everyone thought I was older than I was. I would celebrate birthdays and have a different number of my birthday than what my birthday actually was. Oh like, my gosh. Committed to this. I mean, obviously my huge close, lie. Yeah. Obviously my close friends knew that it wasn't true, but like, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I was committed. And so I was around alcohol, a lot of alcohol. And when you're a bartender, people want to buy you shots. And, and this was like a higher end place. Um, it was a, a higher end restaurant, but it's still, it was like below a hotel. So a lot of like people on business would come down and have drinks and um, people want to buy you shots. You drink to like not be bored. Um, in Buffalo, everything's open till 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. So you're drinking just behind the bar just to like stay awake and, you know, essentially and stay, be a, you, if, if you're going to be there, you might as well be a part of the party. So I've had phases of a lot of alcohol in my <laughs> life. Um, so I'm not coming from this place of like, you know, I wouldn't touch it because it's poison. It's like I've had my experiences with alcohol. It is have been poisoned plenty, and I'm now in a place where I'm just like, cool, life is good without it. Don't need that. I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing. I've certainly in my time can relate. I've worked at bars as well. I've had my fair share of drinking. And it's like it is so fun until it's not. And then it's yes. not adding value to your life yep. anymore. Yep. And I think yeah. it's just a matter of when you can – accept that and live like just learn a life without it yeah yeah exactly exactly and that's our that's our spiel for the day we'll get off our soapbox you do you yeah. but like maybe test it out a little bit give it a month I know a lot of people do dry January which obviously we're past but I've been hearing a lot of people talk about dry January lately and like being really happy and excited with the results and like you don't know unless you try it. So like, I'd encourage you to try it. And if you need, if you need like a little pat on the back or to not feel alone, we're here. DM us. We'll send words <laughs> of encouragement and you here can be right alongside Maddie. Maddie, what's the, what's the phrase that we're holding on to? Hiya, hiya. What? <laughs> Happy in your own. Happy in your own. Love that. Love that. Thanks but for the I shares. Say, oh, oh go ahead. guys. I mean, Brooke, I found out. I just Googled it. Um, that was false news. T-Swift oh. has not cancelled the Australian tour. Okay. <laughs> well, go ahead and ignore that you ever heard that. Um, Maddie will not be our new source moving forward. <laughs> the don't trust Batuta Advocate. Um, oh, yes, we know nothing classic. about pop culture. All we know is health and wellness. So trust us on those things, not pop culture. And we'll be good. Learning lesson right here in episode four <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> it's been real. I mean, hopefully we just get some interest, you know, the headlines just trying to cause a stir. Exactly. Exactly. Um, good times today. Thank you everyone for spending time with us, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or got anything out of it, please share it with a friend. We are newbies and we are so grateful for all of you. And that is how we will grow by, by sharing and, you know, hopefully all expanding together. Um, you can listen to this on Apple, on Spotify, or watch our beautiful faces on 
YouTube. <laughs> um, you can watch it on Spotify too. Mum was like, yes. oh, I was watching you on Spotify, but I was couldn't do two things at once. I need to sit down and watch. And I was like, Mum, you don't have to sit down <laughs> and watch because do we're that. literally just sitting there talking. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, I want to see your face. Oh, please don't do that, Mum. Um, <laughs> But yeah, watch us, listen to us. Again, grateful, incredibly grateful for you here. To be here, follow us, like us, rate us, review us, all the things. It's early days and we are excited to be able love to us. continue to do this. Love us. Just to send us lovely messages via DM. You know, we're here to have our egos boosted. We're not afraid of that. Um, so please, Don't bring we, us need, down, we yes. need that. We need that um no awesome thank you guys we appreciate you we love you we're incredibly grateful for every like share listen all the things it's blowing our mind and we are just feeling so lucky we get the opportunity to be here and do this so blessed thanks brooke good chats today yeah thanks for the false news mads <laughs> you're welcome anytime here for the entertainment all right we'll see you guys soon see you soon